You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Hey, folks, welcome to the MSP Zone. Welcome to 2024. Uh, I already said that in a previous episode, but I hope you guys are having a great start to the year. Uh, we're talking to a lot of MSPs who are just saying incredible things about how the market and how the economy is going, globally speaking, um, in terms of managed services demand. And so, you know, I, I'm I'm really positive about this year and what it's going to be bringing. I also wanted to uh, update all of you folks um, at home and abroad, wherever you may be. Uh, to some changes we're going to be making here at the MSP Zone. And in order, and I know a lot of you listen to the MSP Zone like on traditional like podcast platforms. Um, we're on all the major ones. I know some of you watch these videos on, you know, on our website, on YouTube, on Instagram. And so we, we are trying to make things a lot easier for you to consume. And that means making them more um, portable and and digestible. Not that we're serving you food or anything, but it's content and content needs to be uh, easy, easy to access. And one of the things that we thought we'd try out in 2024 was to make, you know, we generally did about 30 minute podcasts uh, where we did about three minimum, three major topics, and we'd get through all those things in one go. We're going to switch that up a little bit for you, starting with this episode, and we're going to shrink or not actually shrink, but we're going to cut up each of these uh, topic themes or sections, and we're going to do a dedicated podcast just to that. They'll be short form; they'll probably be ten minutes or less, and they'll be, but they'll be focused. They'll be focused on one topic, and that's that episode. And then the next episode is going to be on another specific topic. Now. If you're wondering, hey, are you guys going to be interviewing some people? We always love interviews. We've interviewed some, you know, we've interviewed a lot of key people in the channel, both on the MSP side and on the vendor side. Absolutely, we're going to continue with that. And those will probably be more, you know, closer to 30 minute or beyond um, interview uh, segments. But for everything else, we're going to be shortening it up, making it m more compact, uh, high impact. Um, and hopefully it'll, it'll be stuff that you really appreciate and value and keep coming back for. So give us a like, um, tell us how we're doing, and here goes nothing. Today's episode, MSP revenue categorization and why it matters. And I've been getting a ton of new member calls, but not even new members, just uh, even old mature MSPs that are asking questions that kind of relate to MSP revenue categorization. Now, some of you may be saying, Charles, what the heck are you talking about? Revenue categorization. Um, it's, it's simple. I'm going to make it simple. Uh, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, st stay with me here. A lot of you MSP operators and owners have... KPI dashboards, right? Key performance indicators, KPIs. And you've created dashboards. Maybe you use a spreadsheet. Maybe you have a, a tool out there. There's a lot of good tools out there that can visualize data that you create in, in, in the operation of your MSP business. And I've seen some really cool dashboards. 
with some really nifty KPI stats that MSP business owners have showed me. And, and I'm just blown away. But the really good, and I mean the really good MSPs, big or small, it does not depend on size, but it's maturity here that I'm talking about. The really good MSPs always have revenue mixture or revenue categorization. And I'm going to explain in a little bit why that's important. I'm going to explain how to do it in your own MSP practice and why you should be doing it and what benefit it's going to have for your MSP practice. So let's get started. Um, revenue mixture. What is it? Let's take a million dollar MSP, right? And a $10 million MSP. And let's say you had an MSP that's a million dollars and they brought in 20% of their, 25% of their revenue was managed services. The other 25% was professional services and the rest 50% was hardware software. Okay. So about 250,000 managed services, 250,000 in professional services and about 500,000 in hardware software sales. Right. With me so far. Now let's take a $10 million company and let's have the same exact percentage split. They're making 25% on managed services, 25% on professional services, and 50% on hardware software. All right. So now you have two companies, one $1 million, one $10 million. How would you categorize both of those companies? Would you call the $10 million company an MSP with $2.5 million of revenue coming from managed services? Sure. I, I know a lot of MSP companies that don't even have $2.5 million in total revenue. But this company has, this hypothetical company has $2.5 million of managed services, another $2.5 million in professional services, and another $5 million in hardware, software, resale. Compare that to the small company. Very, very different types of companies, wouldn't you agree? This is what MSP revenue categorization or mixture can tell you. It can tell you a lot about your company. It can tell you a lot about how you go about running, operating your, your, your practice. And some of you, most of you, most of you have multiple different types of customers and you deliver multiple different types of offerings, product offerings and service offerings. I know this, you know this. There are very few pure play MSPs. That is to say, there are very few companies who generate 100% of their revenue from proactive IT managed services. They don't resell hardware. They don't resell software. They don't have consulting services. There are some companies out there that do that. There are not that many, but, but they do exist. But the vast majority of MSPs have some mixture, some breakdown of their revenue and it's not all coming from managed services. But the whole point of this episode and the whole point of talking about 
tracking your KPIs and making sure that revenue categorization, yeah, revenue mixture is part of that KPI following that you're doing is so that you can understand what type of company you are. Now, revenue mixture will will tell you in 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 the way I use it, right? And and some people it can be really upsetting, right? When they think, hey, we're we're a hundred million dollar company and we've got a really good, you know, managed services offering. I've I've seen some really big companies who have relatively small by percentage managed services offerings that are still very mature, right? If you're talking about a hundred million dollar company and they generate, let's say using the same example I used before, 25% of their revenue comes from managed services. You're talking about $25 million. $25 million managed services business unit is, assuming they're doing things the way they should, is a pretty big thing. Um, generating $250,000 out of a $1 million total company. Well, that's a little different. Wouldn't you agree? Um, revenue categorization, understanding where your revenue comes from and what and how it's allocated really does make a big difference in how you run your company. And it is a, a critical KPI that every MSP ought to be tracking. Uh, unless you are a, you know, kind of a unicorn and you're one of those rare breeds of MSPs that this is all you do. You don't have any other revenue other than managed services, then I guess you probably wouldn't need to do this. But for the rest of you, it should be a KPI that you track religiously, regularly. How can it help your MSP practice? Well, I'll talk about that. Um, assuming you are like most MSPs and you have multiple categorizations. And, and by the way, I, what I gave you at the beginning here, proactive IT offerings, which I would classify as a managed service, professional services, what I would call non-recurring services revenue, consulting, you, you might think of it like consulting, I, I do, um, and then hardware and software, traditional hardware, software, resale. All right. There are maybe other types of revenue categories that you create and you deal with in your MSP business. That's fine. I'm just giving you kind of the three biggies, the three kind of more common categorizations that we typically see. Tracking and being aware of your revenue category categories will help you to align your, your business in such a way that you can onboard customers and still be scalable and still make use of these other revenue categorizations. And some of you may be saying, huh, what, what, what are you talking about? Make sense of onboarding. I have, I have seen countless MSPs who, despite desperately wanting to grow their MSP practice, continue to do things that really kind of shoot themselves in their own foot in terms of their, their, their blocking, their hindering their ability to grow their MSP practice. I'll give you a great example right now, right? If you are a company, if you're an MSP and you want to grow your managed services offering and you will take new customers, right? A, a, a customer with whom you have no managed services relationship and, and maybe you have no other financial commercial relationship with them. They just come in off the street and they said to you, 
hey, I want to buy a whole bunch of hardware. I want you to sell me a whole bunch of software, and I want you to consult with me. But I'm not going to buy any managed services. Now, that would be a very tempting thing to say no to, wouldn't it? I know a lot of you probably would say, well, I'm not going to give that customer that prospect. You know, I'm not going to turn them away. But a disciplined MSP who understands their revenue breakdown, their revenue categorization breakdown, they're going to look at that customer, that prospect, they're going to say, we can do all that. We can sell you hardware. We can sell you software. We can do consulting. We can do the install. We can set all the stuff up for you. But we're not going to do that unless we're going to manage it. And let's say the customer says, well, we don't really want you to do that. We're, we're not going to have it managed at all. Or we're going to have another MSP do it or whatever. A disciplined MSP would say, sorry. Now, why would a disciplined MSP say that? Because they're, they're dumb and they don't want the revenue? No, no, that's not why they would turn that business away. They would turn that business away because if the customer, the prospect told you they're going to give you a whole bunch of money for high, highly manual, non-scalable work, and I don't care how much margin you're, you're getting on the consulting and I don't care how much margin you're making on the product. It can't be that much that it's going to take your resources, your active resources away from your managed services engine and, and, and not grow that and do a whole bunch of other work for a, comp a client that's just going to go away. Maybe they come back in the future, but right, there's no promise of a managed services relationship. And so that's a great example of taking new prospects that come to you and understanding where you want your business to go and having a clear understanding of your revenue categorizations and saying, look, I don't want to be a VAR. I don't want to be a, a, a consulting firm. I'm in the business of being a managed services company. And if that's your business, then you want to grow that book of revenue, that category, that bucket of revenue has to grow. And it's fine to have this other revenue, but the other revenue has to serve and promote the managed services category. And if you don't know what your revenue categorization buckets are, you're never going to be able to put that discipline and that kind of purposeful dealing of new customers into practice. And consequently, you may end up doing a bunch of work that ultimately just says, hey, your revenue for managed services stayed the same. In fact, you may have hampered it. You may have harmed it because you spent all your resources on doing non-managed services stuff. Um, it's definitely going to add discipline to your practice. It's going to improve your valuation. Guaranteed, the more you grow your managed services bucket, and the more you keep in line these other buckets in relation to your managed services bucket, your valuation overall as a company is going to go up. There are many other reasons why you would want to do this. Um, but that's hopefully I've laid out a handful of really good business and technical reasons why you would want to track, actively track starting today, your revenue categorization and put in place, some sort of management process structure to grow and properly maintain all of your revenue buckets, whatever they may look like, and always keeping an eye on your managed services bucket and making sure that that is the bucket 
that is always growing. Hope that helps. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.